Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Can I just say one thing? Look, to call somebody a liar, I hate that word. I have three things. A liar, a thief, Mm. and a pedophile. To me... (laughs) What? Well, I've been called two out of the three. I don't know about that. I mean, call me... Whatever, I'm just saying, those are really... Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills edition. Uh, I think I may have made a mistake, guys, in the decision to recap the show. I hate it here. <laughs> I hate half of the women on the show. Maybe we might be cruising into 80% at this point. And um, listen... What's going on? (laughs) I think we just have to ask the question, what the hell is going on? There is so much offline, currently going down behavior amongst various members of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, namely Rena and Diana. But I just, something about this whole situation is very dark And honestly, I'm starting to believe that maybe Carlton did, in fact, curse Kyle. And she did, like, a a years-down-the-road curse. And now this is what's happening. Now we're all having to deal with this. I hate it. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. This episode was good. Meh. (laughs) The episode was good in that there was something to talk about. Um, there were several some things to talk about, and we weren't just harping on the same topic over and over again. But um, it was also one of the weirdest, strangest, most crazy-making episodes I've ever seen. And uh, I guess we're going to talk it. Strap in, guys. Let's get into it. So we start the episode at four days before Aspen, which I guess we're supposed to know that this is going to be a set of very epic episodes. Although, you know, I know as Housewives fan, we say if there's like a timer, a clock or something on the bottom of the screen and you know that some shit really went down. But I'm not sure if that's true in the case of Beverly Hills. I think they're trying to get off on the uh, reputation of the other franchises. I don't know. 
And these are supposed to be the set of episodes in which Kathy um, supposedly gets homophobic on Sutton's uh, assistant or something. So I guess things are supposed to be heating up, but um, God, did you guys see the preview for next week? Okay. We got to talk about this week. Er- Ooh, this Eric. Has- okay. Sorry. Okay. Just real quick. The Erica shit was like way worse than even I thought in the preview. Girl girl okay let's talk about this week um so we're four days before aspen kyle's riding around in the car with dorit they're both talking about how like girl boy we had a time last night they're literally the day after this uh 80s 70s party was this for lisa rinna beauty (laughs) i missed that completely I missed that completely. Um, but they went to the polo bar. I love that Kylie, Kyle had to mention that they went to polo bar. We get it, girl. Okay, we get it. You're rich. We got it. Um, she and Dorit and PK and Mauricio kicked it at uh, polo bar so that they could, I don't know, uh, probably laugh at somebody else's misfortune. And uh, they drank too much and uh, whatever they still have their the little pin curls from the night before um dorit says that she's bringing up the fact that lisa has been having a lot of what she calls extreme reactions lately and you know kyle says that when her mom passed she was physically ill for two years and she just feels like we got to give lisa a little bit of grace or sutton really has to give uh, Lisa, a little bit of grace and patience while she mourns the loss of Lois. So, okay. My dad died like 10 years ago. So I know from which I speak as well. So when I say the things that I'm saying about Lisa, just know that I'm coming from like actual personal experience. My dad died. It was completely debilitatingly devastating for me. I know that when my mom dies, I, y'all, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be not good. It's not going to be good. And I know that already. With that being said, having gone through this process, I can't imagine, I never personally lashed out at people. You know, like Kyle was saying, she was sick. You know, everybody mourns in very different ways. And anger can absolutely be part of that. Like, I was angry, but I wasn't well, you know, that was kind of a blur for me emotionally, but I don't really think that I was necessarily lashing out at people for no reason in the way that we're seeing Lisa do it, particularly to Sutton. Um, it's like I said, process of mourning goes differently for everybody, but I do think there's a line and I do think there, we would be lying if we said that there wasn't some like personal issues going on because really I think if Lisa was just angry she wouldn't just be directing this all towards Sutton you know (laughs) like this is a concerted effort and for that I just like you can't just say well I'm in mourning and and I'm allowed to be an asshole like that's just not how it works and like how many times have we seen Sutton and Rena this season have a one-on-one conversation with each other in which they're seemingly to Sutton at least and the rest of us thinking that they've made up only for Lisa to get in front of everybody else and like scream at her from across the dinner table while Melissa Etheridge is like in a, a linen closet or something. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just like I'm really growing tired of her and I really feel like she's flailing, especially in these last couple weeks. Sorry if you guys can hear, there's a helicopter. Um, 
these last couple of weeks, she, her online presence, I don't follow her. So I just only see what the other people repost, but it feels like the behavior of somebody who, uh, suspects that the ship might be sinking for her and her time on the show. And she's really lashing out in a very odd way. Um, and I don't think <laughs> she's doing herself any favors if, yeah, I, it's very weird. I'm also really growing tired of Kyle and we can get into this more later, but like her, uh, like wh- who she thinks deserves grace and who she thinks like doesn't and constantly needs to be called to the carpet is very weird to me. Like I don't understand her rules and she's also flailing in a way. And I said this, I know I said years ago that it is going to be a mistake to get LVP out of that show because what is going to happen is you're going to have a bunch of betas running around trying to be alpha. And listen, you might not like LVP, but she had alpha tendencies as a housewife. She brought people together. She brought like the, you know, the it girls and like the, the broken birds together. And she was like, the world the universe kind of revolved around LVP and her restaurants and, and the house and Jiggy. And, you know, that's just the truth. You don't have to like her, but that's just the truth. Now, what have we been getting since she's left? I don't even really like LVP that much. But, like, we have to, you know, we have to look in the mirror and, and just tell the truth. Even if they're not pretty. And the thing is, Kyle Richards is a beta who has for years now been trying to act like an alpha. And now this is what we're getting. She's just like feeling like she can stir the pot and direct and produce every scene. And it's so aggravating. Ugh, it's so annoying. I also think like not to get too philosophical, but I think to be an alpha, excuse me, to be a, a pot stirrer, you also have to be an alpha like Sheree. Sheree's a bone collector. She's also an alpha. Giselle. Potster. Shitster. Also alpha. I think you have to contain both of those to make it work. And that's why it's not working for Kyle. But like I said, we'll get into this later. Um, <clears throat> Kyle and Dorit have somehow turned Lisa lashing out into um, a reason for them to have some kind of intervention with Sutton because they feel like she can be clumsy with her words sometimes and then other times she gets too scared to speak. Now keep in mind, not at any point has Lisa asked anybody for help. In fact, I believe she's been very apologetic for her behavior, at least on one occasion. So there's not a single reason why Dorit and Kyle need to do this other than they just want to get at Sutton again for reasons unknown. Shockingly, after that, we get a scene of Diana, a little lip licker, going over to Garcelle's house to hang out. She says she's really hungover. She shows up in a jumpsuit that she says is backwards. She's talking about how she posted pictures from the night before at the Rena Beauty party, and both Kyle and Kathy were uh had their eyes closed in the pictures that she posted online and she didn't even realize it until after the fact. And they seem to be getting along, but Diana's 
got this thing that like Garcelle is only fun when she's not with Sutton and that Sutton is basically poisonous to Garcelle and they could be friends if it weren't for her. Um, but here we are that bitch. Um, did you guys know by the way that Sutton was, uh, tapped to be or rumored to be on the next season of dancing with the stars? You guys want to know how I found this out? It's actually pretty sad because I was looking on Twitter and I saw that Dancing with the Stars was trending and the headline was uh, something along the lines of social media roasts Dancing with the Stars for its terrible new lineup. And then I looked at the lineup because I'm like, okay, well, how bad was it? (laughs) They only had like five people listed on it. I guess the the uproar was that uh, one of the D'Amelio girls and her mom are the first ones that they uh, announced and people were like, why the fuck would that, those children's mom be on the show? Like she's not a star. They're barely stars. Why is their mom on the show? So then I saw like the other people listed was were Dorit or not Dorit Sutton. And honestly, I can't remember who the other ones were. So it was kind of a flop list. With the, Sutton was like far and away <clears throat> the, the a list star on that list for me. We'll put it that way. So yeah, they were probably right. So Diana's trying to pull this thing about like, I just want to get to know the you, the real you, Garcelle, without Sutton. And they start talking about the upcoming Aspen trip. And Diana mentions that Aspen is like her happy place. And uh, she had told the ladies last episode that she was going to get a hotel room separately from them. So Garcelle was asking why she was doing that because Kyle had rented a house, a guest house for the rest of the ladies, in addition to um, her home, the Umansky home in in Aspen. Diana reveals that the real reason why she gets a hotel room is because she has Ghostbusters come beforehand to make sure that the place is free of any sort of apparition, um, ghost, ghoul, goblin, whatever. I'm not really sure what it is that they uh, do, but I... This made me feel so many things at once. My dream job, you guys, not even joking, is to find a scammy job like this where I can charge women like Diana who don't know what to do with their money and don't have personalities. So they create situations where they have people travel to every hotel room and Airbnb that you rent to make sure that there aren't ghosts there. I mean, those people hit a lick. (laughs) and I'm jealous like I want to happen my way into some sort of like I would see myself more as a mystic if if I were to do something um dog whisperer I've been really thinking about getting into that that would probably be my easiest uh way to scam people dog whisperer um dog psychic something like that if um y'all see me in these streets advertising it don't Keep this shit to yourself, okay? Keep it to yourself. If you see me at Diana's backyard with uh, Asher and Aurelia or whatever that kid's name is, okay? I really shouldn't be saying shit about Diana because y'all have seen that she has uh, proudly announced that she is, uh, oh, what did she call them? Um, Cyst and desists. I think she put them um, to several uh, media outlets, publications, podcasts, Dana Wilkie. 
So really, I should probably keep my mouth shut. But like, whatever, girl. Talking about, oh, after months, after months of these publications attacking me, I've decided to stand up for myself. Girl. Girl. Dana Wilkie. You have too much money. Suing Dana Wilkie. Girl, come on. Because of this, I've decided to ironically stand Dana. Because I just think it's so funny how she truly is, like, making a good career out of her, what, seven episodes that she was on Beverly Hills and talking about women who she never even ran into. God bless her. Doing Hulu specials about Erica. <laughs> keep, keep going, girl. I love it. I You're doing amazing, sweetie. There's a brief sentimental scene of Lisa at home with Harry and they're going through a box of Lois's belongings and little tchotchkes and stuff. And she finds a book and I actually need to like maybe find this, but um, y'all know that her mom was a victim, like really the first, probably the first victim of the trailside killer. He attacked her and she was able to escape I think he went to jail because of the attack, but he hadn't killed anybody or they don't think that he had killed anybody prior to him attacking Lois. But once he got out of prison, that's when he really got going. So, um, yeah, there was a book that she found that she had no idea existed. And, you know, she's just talking about her emotions and how, you know, losing your mom is really fucking devastating. And, she has been going through a lot of anger and she's just allowing herself to feel what she feels and ju- just go through it, which is something that I agree with her on in principle. I tell everybody, like, if you're mourning, this is probably the best advice that I can anybody ever give anybody. If you're actively mourning somebody, feel your emotions because you're going to do it at some point. You're going to feel them now or you're going to feel them later. And I'm going to tell you, if you feel them later, it's not going to be good. It's going to be much, much worse than what you're trying to do now. So um, that is truly my best advice. Like cry it out, scream it out, but don't pick on one person and continually, continuously yell at them. Like that's just where we're going to have to disagree, Rena. So then we have Kyle and Mauricio. They're talking about the Aspen trip. Kyle's talking about, I mean, more of her new money shit about how when she met Mauricio, he was uh, more of a veil guy. He's going to be going to the Aspen trip because apparently there are perfect conditions at the time. So he was more of a veil guy when they met, but then they fell in love with Aspen. (laughs) Can you imagine like having to sit across from somebody while they tell, tell you this about how they've decided to, change their ski uh, ski lodge or ski area of of preference from Vale to Aspen. Okay. (laughs) Like, I know I'm a hater to my core. I am a hater. I do know that, but also it's like, uh, nobody wants to hear that bullshit. (laughs) Who cares? I would really enjoy Kyle. If she just leaned into the fact that she fucking loves being rich, like stop acting like you, she was in the car with Dorit. I hope people notice that she was, she had her Birkin on the like center console and the entirety of the, or at least most of the time she was driving, she was holding the Birkin. 
almost like you would like holding hands with your boyfriend, like holding the Bergen girl. <laughs> we know you have Bergens. We've seen them. We got it. We got it. It would just be more fun for me. I think if she just leaned into that instead of pretending like she is above it all, like don't, come on, just have fun with it. Also, during these scenes, Mauricio was wearing a hat that said the agency on it. Um, do you guys know what that is? I've never heard of it. Never seen him in that hat before. Interesting. Anyway, um, so over at Dorit's house, she's talking to PK as she's getting ready for the trip. And she says that she is going to be staying at the guest house that Kyle rented instead of Kyle's actual house. The reason why I found this interesting is that she... <laughs> Main mention of the fact that Erica and Sutton aren't getting along. And so basically she's taken one for the team with Erica, right? So to me, it's interesting because, okay, I can't remember who's going to be staying at Kyle's house, but it was, I think, Rinna, Kathy, Kyle, uh, somebody else. But the thing that was interesting to me is that obviously Dorit feels like Erica is like, the bottom tier of the Fox force. And so really she should be there at Kyle's house, but she's doing a solid for Erica by like staying at the guest house. I think that's interesting. I'm not sure if veneers sometimes make your lips look bigger because I feel like PK had a real pouty, almost a Denise Richards like mouth to him. Maybe he got a lip flip. I just found out what lip flips were, and I think it's very fascinating. Very fascinating. Anyway, um, so Dorit does this whole speech about how she's been dealing with her PTSD, how being away from, you know, on another vacation is going to be maybe bringing things up again. But like Rinna, she's also just trying to feel all of her emotions and get through it, right? PK's response to this is... <laughs> Well, just so you know, I'm going to be in London, so don't be calling me if you get scared. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> well, okay. All right, then. Back to Kyle and Mauricio. Kyle reveals that Garcelle and Sutton both unfollowed Erica on Instagram. Now, I kind of hate these moments. I feel like I keep complaining, but these are the moments that I wish they could... I won't say I hate these moments. I will say that I wish that they would break the fourth wall in these moments because Kyle has to talk into the confessional about how, oh, this is girl stuff and people notice it and blah, blah, blah. But I think the truth of the matter is inevitably there's some Stan constantly checking on Instagram who's unfollowing who. And so it becomes a big deal in their lives because it becomes a headline. So it's, you know, not really a girl thing. Like girls are obsessed with this stuff. It's you guys are celebrities and you know that it's going to be on like screen rant or radar online. And then people are going to be in your mentions and in your comments being like, Ooh, so-and-so unfollowed you. And it's like a headache. I would imagine. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, 
you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Then we see more ladies getting ready. (laughs) Satin. (laughs) Here's the thing. I am in a period where I want to like Sutton. That's where I'm at. I'm not openly a fan of hers. I'm not a slutton. But I side with her a lot. But then she does things like this. Like doing this packing uh, thing where she's... She and her assistant are wearing protect black tra- trans la- protect black trans lives hoodies while trying to stuff a Dolce and Gabbana coat into her luggage. You know, like if ugh, what what there's going to be a documentary one day about Dolce and Gabbana, not the uh, uh, scandals that they have been enduring so much, but. It's going to be about this era about how, where is all this money coming from? Their decision over the past year to align themselves with all these celebrities. And now they're all showing up at the, um, uh, it's like the, the hottest ticket at, at fashion week, right? Everybody's showing up and like all the pictures are there and it's like this whole new event. Um, they're dressing the Kardashians, for Courtney's wedding and other things, they've really got their claws on a lot of like high end, big name, A list celebrities. And I think it's very strange because even people who don't care about fashion know all of the problematic things that they've said and done about homophobic shit and fat phobic shit. It's. I just have a lot of questions. It doesn't make sense to me. Our next scene is with Garcelle at home, but she's FaceTiming with Cherie. And I just want to talk about one thing real quick. I don't know how this missed me until now, but my friend Chai (sighs) informed me last night that Cherie was on Instagram, but a mere few months ago. 
asking people. There is a video of her, y'all, coming out of the shower. So she's like wet, dripping, towel around her body, like literally coming out of the shower, talking about how she had a thought that came from God. And it was about how like, you don't have as much time as you think you are. But the point of it really was, she was asking people for donations, for prayers, and like motivational words of encouragement or whatever. Like in the caption, I don't care if you give me $1, like blah, blah, blah. You send me this money to my cash app and I'll, I'll send you a prayer. What? Ma'am. What? (laughs) Why? Why am I getting, why am I paying for prayers from like, not to downplay her accomplishments, but like low key, why would I be paying for a prayer from Will Smith's ex-wife? Like, that's just what I know you from. Why, why would I do that? Why would I be hitting your cash app, ma'am? <laughs> for a prayer? Bitch, the Bible's free. <laughs> she had to turn off her comments on that because people started being like, girl, are you serious? <laughs> is this real? <laughs> that is wild. Really wild. So I don't really know how I feel about Cherie because she has recently seemingly publicly supported Diana and been hanging out with her. And I think that's very strange because Diana's shown time and time again that she doesn't really fuck with black people um, in a way that like, I would want to be cuddled up in a selfie with her. I, you wouldn't be catching me on that way, but that's, I don't know about Sheree. I, I had a lot of hope for her, but I just also now have so many more questions and I don't think I want the answer to it. And that's really a shame because Garcelle should have a friend. Like I think us black women saw Cherie in, in uh, Garcelle's first episode of Beverly Hills that she was ever on. And we're like, yes, get her on the show. Let's get Garcelle a friend. She is like seemingly a cool person and they get along. And Cherie, Cherie just feeling kind of sometimey to me. And I, I don't like that. I don't like that. So, um, so they're on FaceTime and this is what I mean about her being sometimey is Garcelle's talking about basically she's done with Erica. Okay. After that conversation that they got into it at that party, if the bitch was on fire, I would not be giving her a drop to help herself. And then Cherie makes a joke about, well, what if you spit on her? You know, but I also feel like she would have no problem being cuddled up in a selfie with Erica either. But then you, you say shit like that. You know, I don't like that. Like I said, anyway, so later Garcelle FaceTimes with Crystal as she is getting ready to do her show, The Real R.I.P. And they're talking about how there was just a TMZ article that just dropped about how uh, the trustees for one of these many lawsuits of uh, Girardi and Girardi versus America, um, they found out that Tom had used funds from a victim client money to pay for these $750,000 earrings for Erica. So the trustee finds that out. They want Erica to return the earrings and she refused. And there we get our headline. So Garcelle's like, you know, I have this talk show. I'm gonna have to talk about it on the show. My producer was trying to drill me and juice me for more information, but I'm like, excuse me, I have to be on a show with this lady. So 
Garcelle says in a confessional, this really cracked me up, that she knows that the episode talking about this lawsuit is not going to air before they go to Aspen. So she's just trying to like lay low a little bit and (laughs) hope that they can have a good time until Erica finds out. So (laughs) Eric Crystal then says that that 750 K could probably pay back a lot of those victims. And if the headlines are true, Erica needs to run them their money, right? She needs to pay them back. And then Crystal says she's really nervous because obviously Erica knows all the women read that headline. They got the Google alert just like everybody else did. And how are they going to navigate this, right? But Crystal says in a confessional that she learned that, listen, if Erica wants to share, let her do it. But if she doesn't, don't push it. And we get a flashback of her and Crystal going toe-to-toe with the reunion. Not, no thank you. Once bitten, twice shy. As everybody's boarding the plane to get ready to go to Aspen, we have this random, weird confessional from Erica. And I think it's pretty obvious to me that the producers really don't fuck with her. Because there was no need for them to put this in. Erica's talking about how Aspen is for the elites. (laughs) And how it's where the people who are like upwardly mobile and who have made a way for themselves or uh, where they go to vacation and how she's been there plenty of times. And you know what? I went on my private jet, too. It's like, okay, (laughs) Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Like nobody even (laughs) asked. What a weird thing to say and to put in. Okay, like what does this have to do with you now, Erica? Do you have a plane? Are you elite? Have you made it anywhere in the past few years except for the headlines of the LA Times or the docket book of the local LA courthouse or the Cook County courthouse or, you know, the NY, the, the, you know, the Southern District of New York? Like, it, what do you mean? Okay. We're, I fear, like, 20 minutes from uh, whatever happened to baby Jane situation with Erica. J-A-Y-N-E. So the ladies get to Aspen. They break up into the houses. Listen, both of these are luxury, multi-million dollar homes. But that guest house was definitely better. I would definitely rather be taking a tour with uh, Jennifer or Jess, the house manager, and eating a lovely charcuterie board than, you know, having to help... uh, Kyle take down the old Christmas lights. Like I, I don't want to do that. I didn't come up here for that. So anyway, um, you know, Rena's screeching in a Dolce and Gabbana, another Dolce and Gabbana outfit, looking like David from Schitt's Creek. Like there's a dog, and I love dogs, but I didn't come here for that. I'm on vacation. That's work for me. So um, no, no, thank you. Storm, God bless him. I don't want him stealing, you know, my meat patty, my steak, anything. I just don't want to have to worry about that. We're in Aspen with the elites, right? I feel like maybe white people at your next meeting, maybe we could talk about refraining from using the word elite in reference to yourself and your activities. I don't know, something, something about that doesn't hear the, hit the ear quite right. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, so... Kathy arrives fresh from the airport because she was in New York. So she flies in late. She's got her old lady isotoner slippers on and Kyle's horrified. She's like, 
were you in the airport like that? Kathy's like, yeah, nobody, nobody knows me. <laughs> Kyle's like, they absolutely do. I, go ahead, Kathy. Go ahead, Kathy. Like, are people going to see Kathy in isotoner slippers at uh, LaGuardia and be like, oh, look at her. I mean, they probably, you would, Kyle. That's what you're afraid. You would judge her. But I, most people would think that was really funny, honestly. So the ladies are planning on skiing the next day and Kathy says she's not sure she's going to because she, one of her knees hurt, but then she also tells the ladies about how she likes to ski, which is basically to freak the rest of the skiers out on the mountain because she doesn't want anybody close to her. So she just takes the poles in her arms and just stretches them out, arms wide open. With arms wide open, under the sunlight. And that's how people just keep their distance from her. (laughs) Kathy. Kathy lives a life. You can't take that away from her. Somehow Lisa discovers a Ouija board in the bedroom that she's staying in, which just feels like Kyle was like, hey, um, I have a Ouija board, just bring it out so I can uh, stir the pot some more and cause some drama. And... She asks the board if everybody's going to get along on this trip. And then the eye rolling's like, girl, why are we even doing this? And then Lisa takes, I, I never done the Ouija before. I don't know what you call the little thing that you move or excuse me, that moves uh, on its own volition. Um, but Lisa puts a, th- sorry, the, the spirit puts a thing over to no. <sighs> and then things really just devolve from there. Then Kyle really rolls up her sleeves to get down into it and asks the Ouija board why Sutton and Garcelle unfollowed Erica. Erica is clearly annoyed by this because we see a flashback from six hours ago on the plane where Kyle already asked Sutton why she unfollowed Erica and Sutton said, oh, I was just joking. So Garcelle says now that she unfollowed Erica because Erica called her a liar And Erica says, well, she said that because Garcelle was lying when she said she cared for her. Okay. Uh, You also cursed at her uh, son, her minor son, and uh, tried to have a threesome with uh, her adult son. That might have had something to do with it, too. Erica then accuses Garcelle of trying to drum up soldiers with regard to telling people she thought that Erica had a drinking problem. She's like, you went to Dorit and that didn't work. So then you went to Kyle and that didn't work either. And then Garcelle accuses, excuse me, Erica accuses Garcelle of repeating stuff. But Garcelle says, but I already had this conversation with you about how I was concerned about your drinking to your face. So Garcelle says she just really didn't take too kindly to being called a liar and that she did what she felt she had to do, which was to unfollow Erica. I hope everybody's realizing how much Kathy seems to adore Garcelle. She's always pulling up her iPad and sitting next to her so they can laugh and giggle about something. (laughs) And I love that. So Kyle or Kathy says, well, you know, I wouldn't be taking, taken too kindly to being called a liar either you know there are like three things that you can't call people okay a liar a thief or a pedophile <laughs> and it's like well okay that that is true that's true i feel like we went from point b to point uh k real quick but oh yeah 
she's, she's not wrong. <laughs> but like, how many how many um, circles are you running in that people are just calling people pedophiles willy nilly? That this is like a hard line that you have to to make. I mean, maybe that's a question we should be asking. Erica chimes in and says, "Well, I've already been called two of those." <laughs> Though Garcelle looks straight at Erica and says, "We don't have to be friends." And you could tell that Erica was shook by that, but she had to do her little, like, I'm a badass, I don't have feelings, robot, sexy robot, you know, yeah, fine, not everybody has to get along. Okay, sure, sure. She she didn't like that. She did not like that. So then Kyle feels the need once again to bring up how Garcelle had unfollowed Erica and, or excuse me, had unfollowed her and also I think Rinna after that reunion in which uh, Kyle accused her of not paying that charity. Yeah. Remember? So Kyle's like, you know, I understand why, why you unfollowed. Okay, I get that. But Sutton said that her unfollowing Erica was just a joke and I just want to know why. <laughs> Why? I want to know why. So then Garcelle says, well, it was just a joke between she and Sutton is what Sutton meant. And Kyle's like, well, I I just don't like that. I don't like that you guys decided to make a joke of it and and unfollow Erica. What? You guys had no problem making fun of uh, Erica cursing out Jax. Being like, oh, she just needed to let her hair down. Unfollowing her on Instagram, like, is that something that we really need to unpack over multiple conversations? This shit has nothing to do with you, Kyle. Who gives a fuck? They're in the same room together, coexisting, perfectly fine. And yet you feel the need to bring this shit up. Why? Erica doesn't even care. Why are we, why do you? Kyle really has this hard on for treating Sutton like a insubordinate child. And I don't understand why that is. Dorit even says in a confessional that she doesn't really know what Kyle's doing right now, but she definitely feels like she's, uh, and then she does a stirring the pot motion with her arms. So Kathy says, none of this is really important. (laughs) Thank you, Kathy. And Kyle's like, she was clearly, like clearly expecting, I'm going to start this train. Somebody's going to hop on it with me. Rena with her bucket hats, at the very least, I can count on her to start screeching something at Sutton, but it didn't happen. She's like really having to hold court on her own. <laughs> and it's really sad to see. So then Kyle just starts to lash out. She's like, well, it's not about it being important. It's about the intention behind it. And then she starts to mock Sutton about, oh, oh you just said, oh, it was just a joke. You just said that. <laughs> Girl eat a piece of bread maybe you'll calm down a little so at that point Sutton has to remind everybody that Erica did call her a cunt at the reunion and nobody defended her at that time at all so Kyle screams Sutton well why don't you just say that instead of saying things were a joke if that's the truth then just say (laughs) like it's so weird this is so weird Kyle Even Erica said in a confessional, like, I'm 51. I'm not a 14-year-old girl. I'm not sitting there obsessively checking who follows me and who doesn't. Girl. And if I were Erica, I would be pissed at Kyle, too. Because one thing about Erica is that she does not want to 
ever seem like she's on the losing team, on the B team. Like she's being rejected by anybody, even if it's Sutton. So for Kyle to keep bringing it up, like, why did you reject her? Why is she not good enough? Even if it's like probably worse, probably makes it worse that it's somebody that she actually doesn't fuck with, (laughs) you know, like shut up. Sutton again brings up that, uh, you know, when Erica called me a cunt, not a single one of you cared at all. (laughs) So Kyle's really activated now. And she tells Sutton not to play the victim. And she's just trying to talk about being honest with the rest of the group. She loves to be honest. Somebody needs to take that word away from Kyle. Sutton says in a confessional, Erica called me a cunt and nobody had a problem but me unfollowing her is what is upsetting everybody. (laughs) Kyle starts squawking about people telling the truth and how she's not going to have this conversation. So she gets up and leaves. Okay, bye. We know she's not going to be gone for long, girl. You live for the camera. Fix yourself a drink and come back. We know that's go look in the mirror, put on some more Kylie cosmetics and, and join the group. Don't even trick us, please. Sutton reminds everybody that, Again, nobody had anything to say when Erica called her a cunt. And Lisa asked, why should we have to say anything? (laughs) I don't know, because literally all you guys ever want to talk about is how somebody did you wrong. That's why. The rules, like, (laughs) the way they changed the rules for Sutton and Crystal and a lot of times Garcelle, but I think they're realizing that they can't really do that too much anymore. Um... The way they like change the goalposts for them is so wild because we don't even need to have this conversation. We know that if Sutton called somebody even half the word of see you next Tuesday, we would never hear the end of it. There would be tears. There would be screaming. There would be all of those women ganging up on her as they're just about to do. And, you know, like, come on. Then Diana, that lip-licking snake bitch. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Says to Sutton. After Sutton says, Erica called me a cunt and nobody said anything. Diana says, well, it's because you are one. And Erica cackles like she is at the damn deaf comedy jam. And Chris Rock just did a 
banger of a set in 1997. Like, she is like, <laughs> like, girl, it was not that funny. And it's actually really embarrassing because Diana and Erica are the only ones laughing. Erica's getting up out of her chair. She's having to bowl her stomach over. She's like, woo! But it, the rest of the room is just silent and they're just staring at her like, and Diana being like, oh yeah, we really did that. <laughs> so funny. It was horrific. Horrific. And yet nobody says anything except for Garcelle. Now Sutton just has to sit there and take it while these two idiots are laughing at her and everybody else is staring at her like, are you going to cry? Are you going to cry Sutton? Does it make you upset? Are you sad? What are you going to do? Are you going to say something? Are you going to laugh? Are you going to say it's a joke? What's, what's going on Sutton? Like they're just, they are like feasting. Feasting for Sutton's reaction. Garcelle says to Diana that it wasn't okay that she just said that. She says in a confessional, I do not like that word. I no, this this isn't it. So Diana kind of simmers down and she says something along the lines of maybe what she said was a little too far. But then Erica looks at her like, girl, don't take that back. Like, why would you say that? So then Diana says, well, not everybody has to be best friends, but Sutton, I just really don't like you because you know, I've just been observing you and, and watching you and you just feel very <sighs> slithery. Okay. <laughs> That's real, uh, a real interesting choice of words for somebody who licks their lips like a python. Real interesting. I personally wouldn't be evoking any sort of snake-like uh, <laughs> uh, analogies if I were you, Diana. Kyle has come back, and so she's like, you know, let's talk about Sutton like she's in the room, because she is. So it's not even like coming to Sutton's defense. It's like, well, let's just not talk about her like like she's not here. Make sure she really hears her and knows that you're speaking directly to her. <laughs> like These people are monsters. Monsters. Oh, my God. Okay, so... Garcelle says, I don't like this conversation. Sutton's a human being. She's got feelings. And Diana's like, well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to talk her behind her back? So Garcelle says again, okay, Sutton has feelings. And Diana's like, well, I'm what I'm trying to say is, does she? So Diana then accuses Sutton of coming after her when, or really just people in general when they're at their weakest. And how Sutton came after Diana when she was on the floor wherever that was bleeding out. So we're going back to this situation Diane or that Sutton already apologized for Diana Sutton had this conversation. Sutton humbly apologized. We see the flashback of it. Like, I'm very sorry, but now it's like never happened. Diana's accusing Sutton of, you know, you only brought up your miscarriage after I brought up mine and nobody had ever heard of that until that moment. So like, I basically is saying that like, She's just like an, uh, an asshole and a manipulative asshole, a calculating jerk monster. Crystal says in a confessional that Sutton could apologize a million times, but it's probably not going to do anything. And it's basically asinine to go into circles like that. So then we get a montage of, like I said, Sutton apologizing to Diana about five weeks ago. Diana accepting the apology. So then Diana goes back to 
she she's going to like get up to go to her room, leaving Kyle's and going to her hotel. Half of the ladies get up to you know, mate, are you okay? Can you put your jacket on all right? Uh, are you gonna get another nosebleed? I'm gonna help you down the stairs. The only people up there was Sutton, who was just sitting there catatonic, by the way. Like, she's taking everything to, like, keep herself together. It's so sad. You can tell she's trying so hard not to cry. And the people who are with her are Kathy, shockingly Kyle, and Garcelle. But Kyle's a bullshitter because she says in a confessional, you know, it's really hard to speak your mind in this group because people get upset and emotional. But Diana's saying what she thinks and feels, and some can say that she's being mean, but I respect her for being honest. Do you? <laughs> like, what? This is weird. Like, at this point, it's getting weird, and I don't know what Kyle's endgame is. But I'm very excited about next week where it seems like there might be some discord between Erica, Kyle, and Rena. Those people need to be broken up like a like a conglomerate, like a cable conglomerate. I'm sick of them. I'm over it. <sighs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Are you guys like enjoying? I'm just, what I can say is, oh, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City trailer. Let's end on a on a positive note. Okay, so they're coming back on September 28th for what season three? Gosh, it seems like we've been with these ladies for so much longer than we have. Um, mixed reviews on the trailer. I thought it was exciting. Things that stood out to me: uh, Heather and Whitney breaking up as a conglomerate. Bad weather. Being broken up, uh, Whitney going to Lisa, Heather, Meredith, and Jen forming their own little trio of friendship. No Mary, you know, which I'm not happy about. I'm not thrilled about it. Um, something happens with Heather's eye, and I cannot wait to find out because it seems like we're going to be getting a lot of uh, fashionable sunglasses for a good part of the season because of it. I'm really interested in hearing Jen attempt to throw Stuart under the bus and say, you know, I didn't know what was going uh, going on. He did this to me. I'm completely innocent. And then, you know, walking her ass out of that, uh, you know, out of that courthouse in downtown Manhattan. I, I'm so excited. I'm really excited. I, I, I'm very interested in seeing how they navigate this season. I will say that. Um, I wonder if we're going to really miss out on like the quirkiness of Mary Cosby, just shuffling her way through one of her many closets. I, you know, I'm usually not so precious about people leaving but I think Mary is going to be a big hit. Losing Mary is going to be a big hit for the show. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm excited. I'm excited. And it seems like Potomac will be coming back pretty soon after that. Maybe within the next couple of weeks. So we should be anticipating a trailer for that. And I am desperate for these ladies to come back. Okay. So that I feel better now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. <laughs> <laughs>